Ah, my father was so excited, and I quickly found out why. I was married. I was going back to seminary. Uh, Jean and I were going to set up our little apartment in Louisville, Kentucky, and my dad had a stack of papers on the table. Here are all the bills that your mom and I have been responsible for that are now yours. What? What? We hadn't counted on things like car insurance, renter's insurance, all of those things that grown-ups have to do. You know, there are times in your life when you really like being a kid and everybody takes care of everything for you and there are tough moments in your life when you have to grow up and take responsibility. Do you know it's the same way being a disciple? Yes, every Sunday we get together and we celebrate the gift we have from God in Jesus Christ for our salvation and our new life. And then Jesus calls us to the work. You see, we celebrate that we are saved from our sins. And we recognize that we are called for the service, for ministry. The first Reformation gave the Bible back to the people. When we as the church decided we don't need somebody in between us and the scriptures, we don't need a pastor, we don't need a priest, we can read and deal with the scriptures on our own and the Spirit will teach us. Second Reformation we're in now is giving ministry back to the people. Yeah, I didn't think I'd get an amen on that one. Okay. Let's stand out and let's find out the story. It's in Acts chapter 6. Stand with me in, in honor of God's word. Oh, forget this. I've hit every button on that thing, and I can't find the scripture. In those days, as the disciples were increasing in number, there arose a complaint by the Hellenistic Jews against the Hebraic Jews that their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution. The 12 summoned the whole company of the disciples and said, it would not be right for us to give up preaching of the word and wait on tables. So brothers and sisters, select among yourselves seven men of good reputation, full of the spirit and wisdom, who we can appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Now this proposal pleased the whole company. So they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas, a convert from Antioch. And they had them stand before the apostles who prayed over them and laid their hands on them. And so the word of God spread. The disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly in number, and a large group of priests also became obedient to the faith. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it, believe it, and live. Let's pray together. If we're in the family, we have a chore to do. Just as you have called us to yourself, you call us to go into your world and use the gifts and talents we have to share the good news. So we pray, Father, that you will be kind in bringing us to, to yourself and you will be gracious as you send us out. We pray this in your name. Amen. Good news. 
the church was growing. We think by this time, scholars think that by this time, when you start adding up everybody that's responding to the message, uh, the 3,000 that responded to the Pentecost message, added to those who were gathered in the small upper room when Pentecost came, that the church could have been in the neighborhood of about 10,000 people. So they would have been spread out all throughout Jerusalem, most of the time meeting in homes and family groups and that kind of thing, listening to the disciples' teaching. Now, bad news. There weren't enough people to take care of everybody who needed care. Now, understand the the setting. There's no Social Security. There's no retirement. Your family took care of you. If you were a senior adult, if you were retired, if you were unable to work, then your family took care of you. So if you had a mother and your mother was getting on up in years, she lived with you, you took care of her. If you had a grandmother, you took care of her. Everybody was supposed to take care of their family. That was the way it was set up. This was indeed the Jewish tradition. So what you have in this early church are the Jewish families who are now Christians doing what they were comfortable doing, taking care of their family, their blood family. No one had any thought that just because somebody had joined the church, that just because somebody was part of, uh, of, of the family of God, that they were now my family. So we had a group of Hellenistic Jews. These were people who were influenced by the Greek culture more than the Jewish culture. What did that mean? Where did we get our our emphasis on individualism? That comes from the Greek culture. You take care of yourself. Well, you can see the problem. And now we have people who are hungry in the church. The disciples, in their wisdom, heard the voice of the church. In their wisdom, they decided, this isn't our calling. It's not our job. We're not going to leave the study of the word to wait on tables. Now, when you read that, you think, boy, that's kind of condescending, isn't it? We study the word. The rest of you wait tables. The understanding is that there's a clear division of labor. Some are called to study the word, to preach and to teach. Some are called to meet the physical needs of the congregation. Both are necessary and both have to happen. Think about it. If you're trying to preach and everybody's hungry and their stomach is growling, what are they going to pay attention to? Okay, you're already doing it. Hope Mike isn't long, right, because I'm getting a little hungry. You're already doing it. Now imagine if somebody wasn't taking care of your physical needs, if you had no way to do that. Okay? So they decided, pick seven men. Why seven men? Because there are seven days of the week. So you had a deacon in charge of each day. Each each deacon did not take care of the rest of the church. Everybody had a day. They would divide the labor up. That way everybody's need was met. Now I want you to look at something. The disciples said, we're not going to give up the ministry of the word. Later they said, we're not going to give up the ministry of prayer and the word. 
All right, let me ask you a question. What's my job? Don't raise your hand. Don't shout it out. My job, a lot of you will say, is, Mike, you run the church. Mike, aren't you in charge of everything at the church? No, I'm blamed for everything at the church, but I'm not in charge of everything at the church. Mike, what is your job? According to this, it is prayer and the study of the word. My best service to you, my best ministry to you, is to be in prayer for you and studying the Word. How many of you know the name A.W. Tozer? T-O-Z-E-R, an amazing preacher of the last generation. Okay? Tozer was known for the time that he would spend in prayer. In fact, he had a, he had a pair of coveralls in his office. And when he would walk in, he would put those coveralls on and he would lay on the floor and he would be on his knees and he would pray. Did you know that there was a man who sat outside of A.W. Tozer's office and wouldn't let anybody in to interrupt him? Because what was going on in that office was the most important thing he could be doing for the sake of his church. Now let me ask you a question. You call in the office. You get Angie, my administrative assistant, and you say, is Mike in? She says, yes, but he's in prayer. What do you say? He can pray anytime. Get him on the phone. Right? How many of you would understand that one of the most important things I can do for you in the coming week is to pray for you. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German theologian who was executed by Hitler, writes in his book, Life Together, that a pastor has no right to complain to God about his people. God knew the kind of people they were when he sent you there. To complain to God is to abdicate the role of intercession and take the role of accuser. You're no longer standing beside Christ as advocate praying for your people. You're now standing beside Satan accusing them. One of the most important things I can do is be prepared to preach on Sunday morning. How long does it take to do a sermon? A good one. The rule of thumb is an hour of preparation for every minute that you preach. That's rule of thumb. Now, I know you're thinking, I could preach. Yeah, everybody's got one. It's that second and that third one, that 500th one, where it starts to get a little tough. Okay? That's what I do. 
It's what I love to do. You're gifted, you're called, just like I am. But you have a different set of gifts and therefore a different calling. Okay? I don't know the number of you who have told me I would not do what you do. Okay? One, you, you, the, the, the idea of public speaking scares you to death. Did you know more people are scared of public speaking than they are of death? Most of you would rather die, literally, than come up here and do what I do. Okay? You don't have this gift. You don't have this passion. I wouldn't know what to say, Mike, when I'm in some of the situations uh, that, that you get into. But that's why I'm me. And that's why I'm called the way I'm called. Because I can do that. I don't have your gifts. I don't have your calling. Every one of our major ministries came from some of one of you coming to me and going, we need to do this. You know what would be a good idea? Uh, special needs, Kairos, uh, the Deaf Church, on and on the list goes. It all came from you. Your passions. Your uh, Let me tell you a familiar story. We're at 409 Franklin Road trying to get everything rolling uh, to get to this property. It's not going as fast as I think it should. So in my prayer, I'm telling Jesus he needs to move it. <clears throat> Jesus tells me, just like I'm talking to you, he tells me I'm to have nothing to do with this building. I'm to go find Joe Hudson and tell Joe Hudson he's been prepared to lead our church in this building, and I'm to support Joe. I didn't think that was the right answer to my prayer. So I take Joe to lunch. I'm fully expecting Joe to say, well, you have to be involved. You're the pastor. You know, you're the leader of the church. You've got to do that. You know what Joe said? Hmm, makes sense. Joe built plants for Ford Motor Company. That's what Joe did his whole life. This was a very small project for Joe. Showed up every day. Saved us untold millions in the construction. And you now enjoy the result of Joe's work. You named Hudson Hall after Joe. Not me. Now, some of you have said, didn't that hurt your feelings? Listen. My name's all over this place. Y'all start ripping up carpet, taking off sheetrock, y'all gonna see my name everywhere. Y'all never going to get rid of me. I've written my name everywhere. Yeah, we celebrate Joe because Joe had the giftedness and the calling to do what God's people needed to do in that moment, and so do you. So do you. Now, I know you're thinking, Mike, I don't have time. You should see my, work, my, my, my week. I work 60, 70 hours a week. Why? So I can get my kids in a good school? Why? So they can work 60, 70 hours a week. What if it was the other way around? What if you started from, this is who I am, in Christ Jesus. 
this is how I am gifted. This is the place I am called. Now, given all of that, what job can I have that will support me in this work? What if it's the other way around? What if you start going to your boss going, I will work this long, but I'm not going to work 60 or 70 hours anymore. You know, there is a huge issue going on because people found out during COVID there's more to life than working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. We have been caught up in this capitalistic capitalistic machine and it has robbed our life of meaning and hope and purpose because you were never supposed to live there. You have a calling, just like I do. Now, I want you to get a piece of paper or something and draw a triangle. Just draw a triangle. Get out a piece of paper. See, I did. Draw a triangle. It's three sides. Okay, at the top of that triangle, I want you to write worship. Our response to God is always from his divine encounter with us. We do not find Jesus. I found the Lord. No, you didn't. Jesus found you. He wasn't lost. We were. He finds us. Our entire life is lived in response to that divine encounter. He comes to us. We respond in worship. Okay? Worship is the totality of your life live toward the authority and lordship of Jesus Christ. It's not just one hour on Sunday morning. It's the totality of your life. Now, when you have that encounter, the first thing it does is it drives you to discipleship. I want to know more. That's the second part of that triangle. I want to know more about this God that I've encountered. I want to understand who he is, what he says, what he thinks is important how he reveals himself. I want to live according to his teaching. Drives you to discipleship. You discover amazing and wonderful things in your study, and that drives you back to worship. There will be times in your discipleship when you are overwhelmed, overcome with the greatness and the bigness and the wonderfulness of God, and you will find yourself in spontaneous worship. As you learn more, as you know more, the third part of that triangle is service, ministry. I want to do what I have seen God do. I know this is important to God's heart, so I want to be part of it. That will then drive you back to discipleship. I have to know more if I want to do more. All of that drives you back to worship. Some of you come in here on Sunday morning, and I promise you look like Russian judges at the Olympics. I'm fully expecting to walk up here and you holding up 9-3, 9-4. This is how Travis did today leading worship. And we're going to grade him. It's not Travis's job to bring you worship. Your worship comes from the things you have seen God do in the previous week. 
Your worship happens when you come to Brentwood Baptist Church going, you won't believe what I saw God do last Thursday. I can't wait to share it with God's people. And from that, anticipate what God will yet do. Do not think Travis can bring you worship. He can bring you a framework. He can bring you the bones to hang your worship on. But it's not his job to bring you worship. You bring that in on your own. And if you walk out of here and say, I didn't get anything out of it, it's not our fault. You bring that in. It's a response to the divine encounter, which drives you to discipleship, which drives you to service, which drives you back to worship. Now, some of you are thinking, wow, I wish I knew my gifts. I wish I knew what I was made to do. You're in luck. We're, you're at a church that thinks this is pretty important. We're waiting to begin this conversation with you in the welcome center. Do not go home. Do not go to your restaurant. Do not call later. Leave right now. They're waiting for you in the welcome center. We'll begin this conversation. We've got some ways to talk with you, help you understand that, and then help you find a place where you can serve that will make a difference. For some of you, it's the first time you have thought that there was a purpose to your life, and you want to know more, and you've heard me talk about it, but you got questions. That's okay. We're waiting to continue this conversation in the Welcome Center. You come. We're going to pray. We'll sing a song. You get there. We'll be waiting on you. Let's pray together. Don't miss this moment. This is serious. For some of you, the most important thing will happen when you find out this is who I am called to be. This is my gift set. This is where Jesus needs me to plug in, and you will find the meaning for your life. You will know why you were born. Don't miss this moment. Don't miss this moment. For some of you, it will be the time that you find out how much Jesus loves you and that you belong to him, that you're not an orphan. You're not on your own that Christ has been seeking you and now in this moment wants you to know that you're found. I know that means a whole lot and you want questions. We're waiting for you in the Welcome Center. Don't miss this moment. Lord Jesus, every life is now open, every heart. So we pray now the choices we make are exactly what you want. 